Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Katie Heinrich. Dr. Heinrich is the director of the Functional Intensity Training Laboratory at Kansas State University. She is internationally recognized for her work in high-intensity functional training research, exercise and obesity, and occupational epidemiology. In this episode, we explore how to make exercise a habit you just do, you know, like brushing your teeth and less of a chore. Dr. Heinrich challenges us to explore how we feel when we exercise so we can find movements that elicit positive feelings to reinforce the habit building process. We also explore why setting process goals are an important part of goal achievement. This is an excellent episode for anyone looking to get more enjoyment out of exercise, so please share this with friends and loved ones. But before we dive in, please take a moment to join my newsletter because every Friday I'll send you actionable recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery in my newsletter called Adaptation. This could include new findings in the scientific literature or things I've learned as a performance practitioner that I think could make a big impact in how you look, feel, and perform. So you can sign up for the newsletter at www.ericquorum.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. So now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Katie, I think for a lot of people, exercise, unfortunately, can become a chore. It's like the thing that we have to do to be well, right? So how can we get the most enjoyment out of our exercise and also stick to our plan so we can reach whatever goals we have, whether that's to live a lot longer, be really high functioning in our 80s, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a great question, right? And it's something that all kinds of exercise researchers are studying, but I'm happy to give you some of my thoughts on that as well as some of the things that I've learned over time. Every day we have to keep making a decision, right? Whether or not we are going to to move that day and how we are going to move that day. Unlike eating, which is something that we have to do to survive. Sometimes we can get away without moving. And sometimes like when you're sick, you probably shouldn't move that day because you need to recover. And so that's one thing to keep in mind is that it's a constant choice and it's a constant decision. And so the trick really is how can you make that decision more of a habit as well as something that's easy for you to decide to do? How can you set it up so that exercise just becomes part of your daily routine? Just like waking up, go in the bathroom, brushing your teeth, you're going to actually go and, and move your body. And part of that is figuring out how do you like to move? What do you enjoy doing? Do you really love dancing and just moving around to some good music, right? Like, does that, does that get you going? Like, there are some songs that come on and my kids, you know, they just, they move because they want, you know, that it just makes them do that. Whereas for me, I really enjoy doing different types of movement. I like walking a lot. I like biking a lot. I like lifting weights. I like doing obstacle courses. Like I just, you know, movement is just part of what fills a basic need for me. But then there are other people who they don't like moving. They don't like thinking about exercising. They don't like thinking about going to a gym. And so that, that would be one thing is how do you like to move? But then 
the other piece, and you mentioned this, is when I'm 18 years old, I'm not thinking about whether or not I'm going to live to 80, unless maybe I have a family member with a significant health problem. Maybe then I would think about it. What I'm thinking about is what are my friends doing and what am I going to do tonight? And maybe if I'm in college, you know, what's my homework that I got to do? And so it's the short term outcomes that are really important. And even when people say that they're interested in exercising for health outcomes, that's not what drives them day to day. What drives you day to day is having that immediate feedback from doing a behavior. So when you find that type of exercise or movement that you enjoy, why do you enjoy it? How does it make you feel? Does it inspire you? Does it just simply make you happy? Do you feel relieved when you're done, but proud of what you accomplished? Like those, those things, those immediate feelings, that's what helps motivate you to keep doing something. So this is super interesting. I'm just going to go bro science on you here for a second. <laughs> but you know, like bodybuilders, right? They always talk about the pump, right? Reactive hyperemia. So they, they lift weights and then they get their muscles swell and they, and they want that feeling again. I like to cycle for my aerobic work and you go on a long ride and you kind of start getting into it. And I, I try to just only breathe through my nose. It just does a lot for me. And I, I just feel awake and alive and energized. That, I guess, is the feeling that you, in a sense, get addicted to in a positive way. And we need to find, I guess what I'm, I'm pulling from this is find the way to move that gives you a feeling of, of accomplishment or feeling of, I want to do this again. I mean, do you just need to explore? I mean, there's some people that really struggle with this right now. I mean, we look at our country, there's a massive amount of people that are overweight and obese. Is it just an exploration? Go try 10 things and see what sticks? Yeah, that's a great question. It could be that, right? If you haven't done a lot of different types of movements in your life, but you could think back to when you were a kid, what did you enjoy doing, right? Did you like to go outside and pick up sticks and throw them at trees? Or My daughter's they like to collect rocks and acorns and things like that. And they're moving around, but they also love chasing their friends. What was it that, that you enjoyed then? So you could explore with the options that are currently available to you, or you could think back to what are the things that really helped me feel alive? And maybe it's, I hate going into a gym that just, it, it makes me feel awful. I don't like the people, the way they look at me. It smells funny, but I really love getting outside and I really love, I don't know, trees or water. And so figuring out, is there a place that you could go that will put you in that setting that you enjoy? And then you can move your body in that setting. So it's not a direct answer nor a magic answer, but those are some options to think about. No, I, I, I get it. You know, we're about to head into winter now. And so those options start to start to narrow. And then, you know, pretty soon we're going to be hitting the holidays and then people are going to be wanting to lose weight, right? Because you ate too much between, you know, whatever that period of time. If we have goals, it's, it's something that you kind of alluded to is like, it's these short-term wins. So do you recommend when you're working with folks that they have these short-term wins outside of the feeling of exercise? Is, I mean, is having objective markers a good thing? Like I want to lose a belt size and I want to do it by one month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So having the outcome goal like that, whether it's fitting into your belt or your clothes or losing weight or, or whatever those long-term outcome goals, that's important, right? Because that's the big picture. And then obviously if you go on down the line, I want to do that because it'll make me healthier, right? But 
in the meantime, setting process goals. So those steps you can take that will get you to that goal is really important. And so maybe it's, I want to prep my workout clothes the night before I go to bed so that they're there and they're ready for me in the morning, whether I'm taking them to work, whether I'm getting up and doing that first thing. I want to make sure that I move my body for at least 10 minutes at a time, five days this week. And then the next week, I want to move my body for 15 minutes at a time, five days this week. And so, you know, setting those process goals that lead you to the outcome goal is important. But, you know, there's all kinds of goal setting techniques out there. And some people need their goals to be really, really structured and detailed, right? So we need to do smart goals. We need to do all these pieces. Whereas other people that scares the crap out of them. And they're like, don't give me that detail. (laughs) Don't make me write down these things. And then it's okay. I want you to move your body five times this week where you feel happy when you're done and you don't have to give it quite as much structure. So it's important to have some variations on the goal setting parameters to fit with that person's personality. I love this. If people want to learn more about high intensity functional training and exercising, where can they learn more about the work that you're doing? Sure. So I have a ResearchGate page. I don't know how much people who are not researchers look at ResearchGate, but oh, there's it's basically quite a few a... of those folks that listen to this okay. podcast. So we'll link <laughs> so, it in the show notes. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, scientists have been posting a lot of their published papers and things on there for people to be able to access. I've done a couple other podcast just looking at kind of the the backgrounds and foundations of high intensity functional training and what got me into it in the first place. And then, you know, I have a a faculty page. I put stuff on Twitter, (laughs) sometimes posts on Facebook, but I do more of the research related stuff on Twitter that I put out there. So, you know, you can search those, but otherwise, you know, there's different organizations that do high intensity functional training. A major one of them is CrossFit for firefighters. There's uh, the first 20 is one that's doing this type of exercise. And there's, you know, Orange Theory dabbles in some high intensity functional training. Even just in regular gyms, they've changed over time. It's not just all machines and free weights, but you'll walk in and you'll see a big pull-up rig with racks around it. And so, you know, you can do some more of that type of, of exercise, even just in your general Globo gym and they're offering some of these fitness classes as well. So there, there are some options. I love it. Globo, Jim. I haven't heard that in a while. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was a phenomenal episode. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you want to support the show, please leave us a comment and review in the Apple Podcast platform as this is an excellent way to help us reach more people with the message of the Blueprint. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.